you want to learn more about effective management, head over to madsingers.com and sign up for my free management training. Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Tasneem Ali. Welcome, Tasneem. Hello, thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. I am super excited to talk management and nerd out a little bit. But before we get into all the good stuff, would you mind telling the audience a little bit about who you are and how you ended up where you are right now? All right. So um, I'm an authentic leadership coach and I support introverts and middle managers to get out of their own way and grow their career by creating an authentic leadership presence. Now, um, I also have a day job, so uh, I am in the corporate world and I manage a a fairly large portfolio of business uh, with a team of my own as well, and hence my passion area for people management. Awesome, awesome. So touching on people management and and particularly to all the business owners and entrepreneurs out there, what do you sort of see as the most important steps for winning or getting it right i think it all starts with hiring right yes that's definitely a big chunk of it big chunk of it and what's your what's your view on hiring and you know particularly if we take it i mean one thing is when you already have a good team and so on but but if you're talking first of all to entrepreneurs with maybe a couple of staff or you know that kind of level where they're looking to hire more people like what's what's the key things to look for and i guess most importantly how do you avoid failure mm. well um i think for, i think for me hiring right begins with understanding you know who who are you who, what are the kind of people you work well and who are you really looking for and, you know, experience is the most obvious thing, right? You look through the CV, you would come up with a job description. But I actually mean beyond that. Like, what are the characteristics that work well and who you're looking for? So, for example, when I hire, the kind of traits that I'm looking for is, you know, will this person really take ownership of what they're responsible for? Like, that's huge for me. Because if people, you know, are responsible and they take ownership, they'll drive your business forward for you. So that's really important. Um, you know, are, do people have integrity? So will they do what they say? And if not, will they communicate? So I think it all starts with integrity. So ownership, integrity, and then commitment. How committed do you think they are in, you know, whether it's the role that they're looking for or the career or the job, like whatever, whatever position you're hiring for, you know, what is the level of commitment? And I think that if you, I mean, for me, these are the three key traits. And if you identify what is it that you're really looking for in this role and in your business, I think that's probably the first step in hiring, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. I uh, personally, I look for trust and honesty as being some of the most important. Um, I, I, I think it's, as you say, it's different both of who you are as a person, and I think it's important to understand that because it's not just that's not just good people and bad people. And that's mm-hmm. often when I talk with new entrepreneurs, they're often like, oh, you know, how do I just hire someone good? And it's like, mm-hmm. it's not just hiring someone good. It's exactly as you said, it's really understanding both what fits to you as an individual, 
It's also about understanding really what fits to the role, right? Because a lot of the time, um, particularly as, as a new entrepreneur, you have a tendency to hire people that are like yourself, right? And that can definitely be a trap as well. So just because someone communicates exactly like you does not necessarily make them a great fit for a particular role, right? Oh, I fully so, agree. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So, so if if you're if you're going down that track and you're you're figuring out, you know, I want someone with these particular skill sets or personalities and so on, right? What's what's the next step to to hiring the right people? Like, how do you how do you find the right candidates and so on? How do you find the right candidates? Well, um, I'm assuming that either you're posting yourself and trying to find the right people, or you're working with a recruiter or an agency to get you the right folks. And uh, as soon as you're clear in terms of not just the job description, but the type of people that you're looking for, I think you can really nail it down and brief the person who's helping you, supporting you and getting those right people and just put it out there, like be authentic, right? Say if you're posting on LinkedIn, like write down what you, who you're looking for and give examples. So when people are applying, they can really see, well, yeah, this person, you know, I, 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 I'm probably uh, a person closest to this description or not. Yeah. And I think totally, totally makes sense, right? Because a lot of the time what you see is people, people handing it over, particularly if they use a recruitment agency, they're kind of like, okay, yeah, you go do it. And they, they don't want to touch it, right? But even though you're using a recruitment agency, the more time and effort you put behind it, the more likely you are to get the right candidate, right? So even if you're paying someone to do it for you, it mm. doesn't mean you should just ignore the process and just be confident they find a great person to you with tiny effort, right? Yeah, um, completely agree. I think that, I mean, you need to be a partner with your agency in this. If, if, you know, the, the clearer you are in giving your brief, the better job that they'll be able to do. So you just have to see them as partners. Definitely. And I've been on both sides. I mean, I, I own a company where we recruit lots of um, workforce all around the world. And uh, yeah, you know, you have definitely some people who get great results and, and often they, they input Basically, the more they input to the process, the better the output in, in average, right? Uh, mm. But there's just also people who just totally ignore it and just like, yeah, yeah, find me someone, you know, literally put them on a truck and ship them to me and we'll figure <laughs> it out, right? Um, so, yeah, that's that's important. Sounds good. Sounds good. And, um, yeah, what, I mean, do you generally use the regular recruitment channels or any... Any, any great ways of finding unique stuff? I have a lot of entrepreneurs kind of asking like, you know, what's the right place to hire? What's the place? I, I would say that as an entrepreneur, you there, there are two great ways. Number one is use your network. Chances are that people know somebody and, you know, it's if somebody comes with a recommendation, I think you have like a little bit of a higher trust, right? I mean, people don't just recommend somebody. So that could be a great avenue. Another avenue could be, I mean, I think as an entrepreneur, the easiest way is LinkedIn. I mean, it is so insanely powerful that if you really use it to your advantage, you can, you can really hire great staff. And I mean, if say, for example, if it's an online business, then technically the person can be anywhere globally and you can make it work for yourself. So really use LinkedIn. That'd be my recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
I mean, we, we use LinkedIn a ton for any of our recruitment, and I, I totally agree. Uh, what I love about LinkedIn in particular is that you, you both have the opportunity to search very narrow in terms of physical locations. You can search very broad. Mm. And most importantly, you can search for very specific skill sets. All right. So if you need someone that's an expert in a certain tool or with a certain type of background, like LinkedIn makes it relatively easy to find people that are normally difficult to find. Because if you, you know, if you need someone with experience in a certain software or something, uh, putting a job out on a regular job portal, is a bit like getting 80 applications from people who have never heard about the tool, but think it sounds like a fun job, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas LinkedIn it really makes it easy to search very specifically. So I, I totally love that as well. So yeah, a network, I mean, how, how do you build a network so you have people in the network that are potentially good candidates? How do you build a network? Well, I think that as a small business owner, you probably want to join certain associations um, and trade bodies that are relevant to your business. Um, they can be extremely useful, um, not only just information sharing or you know, while you're growing your business, but building that network who can really recommend great people. So that could be one way. Um, In the online space, again, I would go back to LinkedIn. I think that um, given that um, your your business is online, um, LinkedIn, I think start networking online. It's there, there are people out there. People are a lot more open to networking through LinkedIn now than they were like even two years back, I would say. Um, and uh, just start great conversations, build those ne- networks, and you never know, you know, who, who's, who might be your next employee or somebody who can recommend somebody. Yep. Yeah, and, and I mean, I've even years and years ago, I've had a lot of success with LinkedIn. I always traveled a lot. One of my favorite things when I travel to a new place, if I have a couple of hours or, you know, even if I'm in a, you know, if I'm leaving in the morning, but have a few hours before going to the airport or something, I love opening up LinkedIn, messaging a handful of people and just say, hey, you know, I'm in Denver, Colorado for a day or whatever. Uh, you know, do you want to grab a cup of coffee or something? And so I've, I've found so much, so many powerful allies and friends and just amazing people in general through that method. Um, and I think exactly as you say, like it's, it's an opportunity to meet people you probably otherwise wouldn't have. So that definitely, definitely love it. Love it. Um, yeah. So you hire a bunch of great people, makes life easier. What about the management part? So you hire someone, bring them on board. What's the most important sort of standard management processes or what what's sort of the most important day-to-day pieces that you look at personally? And where, where do you feel, what sort of processes do you feel make the biggest difference for you? Um, few things come to mind. I would say um, be, be very, very clear in terms of what the role is what are the expectations of you as a manager, but also what the organization um, you know, expects of that person and, uh, f- and ask them, you know, what support do they need to ensure that they deliver on, on what is agreed upon? A lot of times I think this key step, the two key steps, right? It, it's, it's all about clear communication, really making clear on what the expectations are 
and then offering them, tell us what support you need so we can help you set up a success. Um, I, th I think this is super clear. Another way that I think I am a big fan of, and that's how I lead uh, my people as well, is be completely authentic, right? It's we're dealing with people here. And the more honest and upfront and authentic you are in working with them, they'll, they'll get in that encouragement to be that themselves as well. And you'll build stronger relationships. And when you have good, strong relationships with your team, you know, they, they want to do well. Who doesn't want to do well for people they like? So, I mean, it's, it seems really simple, but I think a lot of people don't really implement it because they think that there's a difference in personal and professional self. There really isn't. Yeah, and uh, I totally agree. I think by far it's number one, right? Like if you have, and a lot of people is like, oh, well, you know, I hire someone, I pay them to work. So, you know, why should I spend a ton of time getting to know them and so on? But but really from, from my experience, it's really about having those personal relationships and getting to know people. And it's not about, like a lot of people misunderstand that and think that you, they have to be your best friend. And that's mm. not what it's about. But it's about respect as a human being. Like if you're working side by side with someone for years after years after years, and you know they know nothing about you, that ends up being a very weird situation. And reality is that the better you know people, the the more likely they are to do what it takes to, to make you successful. And it doesn't matter if you're in a big organization, if you run a small team or whatever, like relationships are so, so powerful. And like most people, when you talk about it, most people understand it, right? Because they're like, like if you ask like, where have you gotten most of your clients? And a lot of times they're like, oh, I have this guy that's amazing referral. And I'm like, well, if he refers a lot of people to you, I bet you know him well. Mm. They're like, yeah, yeah, he's this person, this person we met here. And I'm like, well, so if someone that isn't even working in your company is a huge asset because you have a relationship with them, what do you think people in your company could be if you actually build a relationship with them, right? Oh, I 100% I agree. I think that um, it's interesting you say about relationships because um, all my coaching clients, they all come from referrals. It's, you know, you've worked with somebody or, you know, somebody knows you personally and they just refer you on. And it's, it's, it goes back to that human need of being recognized and aware. And it all comes from building that relationship. As soon as you give people the opportunity for them to open up and, you know, for them to get to know you and for you to take interest in getting to know them, there's an automatic connection. There just is. And, and it works the same way in business and as in coaching. I mean, I, I coach lots of people and same thing. I mean, lots and lots of referrals, right? Um, the, the key thing is when people have a great experience, they want to tell people about it, right? And that's the same wherever you're talking about a client that suddenly put a million dollars extra in their bank account, or if you're dealing with someone who's, you know, an employee who's having an amazing time working with you and uh, getting, getting like personal fulfillment for the job, it's the same thing. They want to talk about it. And that's not much stronger advocate in the world than having your employees to always talk about their job and what they're doing. And, and again, like you have people come knocking on your door saying, Hey, you know, I, I heard you're amazing to work for. Do you have a job? Right. Oh, I and, completely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. I think that uh, it's, it's probably, it, it relates to a bit of sense of belonging as well. Right. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, as, as you're, as, as you're, you know, growing your business, what you want to ensure is that, that there is a culture and an environment where people want to come to work, right? I mean, you've got a handful of employees and you want them to be committed. And how, I mean, how do you ensure they're committed by ensuring that they feel like they belong, like they're contributing to the success of your organization. And uh, we all know as entrepreneurs, we don't do it alone, right? We need, we need smart people around us who will ensure and who will, you know, who will, everyone's working towards the same goal, which is growing the business. Yep, definitely. And, and again, it's so easy to take people for granted. It's so easy to say, oh, well, yeah, you know, they work here and all this kind of good stuff. Or, you know, I just want to hit my goals. So as long as we hit the goals, I don't really mind. And, and the whole thing is that's a, it's a dangerous approach because you're dealing with people and you need to treat them as people, right? I always try and say, you know, if, if you were working in a business, what would you want to have happen? And most people, so most entrepreneurs have, have luckily had a job at some point, which mm. means they've had some often bad experiences or sometimes some good experiences, but many have had sort of subpar experiences with, with employment life, which is, often one of the reasons they are an entrepreneur. So, so the simple question of, you know, if you had to work in a company right now, what you, would you want the role to be like? And they're like, oh, you know, I wanted to have trust and responsibility. And I'm like, do you give your staff trust and responsibility? <laughs> and they're like, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned this because I think a lot of times we tend to forget our own experiences. And one of the things that I find is people management is a lot of time. It's a lot of time investment. And it's, if you sort of strike the right balance and if you give your people the right um, support resources, as well as your own personal time, I think that actually in, in the grand scheme of things, it, it's, the whole process becomes more efficient. I, I just find that the more time you give to them, somehow they work the magic and they get stuff done for you. Yes. As I always say, when, when, when you manage other people, it stops being about you and it starts being about them and their results only. Because reality is as a business owner, you can do everything, let's call it perfect. But if your team aren't performing, you're not going to get anywhere. Mm. And that's yeah. all about the team. All about the team. So any other particular tools or processes or something that, that you find that maybe you feel you do slightly different or slightly unique or do in a way that just works extremely well that you feel people can learn from? Mm, I think there are probably two things. Um, I, I believe in showing up as my, my fully authentic self. Mm -hmm. So if my team would meet me you know, outside somewhere on the weekend, they'll find the same person as I am at work as well. And I think that makes a huge difference in building the strong relationships we just spoke about. So, and I do find that's a strength. I think that just works really, really well. And I do have a very strong team. Um, another one, which I think a lot of people don't do well is feedback. I think I build a strong team because I'm very open and very forward in giving feedback. But the way we deliver feedback is the absolute key. 
And I think it, it's, it's all about a mindset shift. One of the reasons people don't do, either don't give feedback or don't do it well is because they keep thinking it's about them, right? They're uncomfortable. They don't have the right words. How do I say this? The employee will get demotivated. It's all about me, me, me. But in actuality, feedback is about your team member. It's, it's about, it's not about you. It's about them. Yep. And feedback should be something that either allows that person to grow or it allows your business to grow. Yep. It has nothing to do with your personal preference, right? Mm -hmm. It's all about ensuring that this person continues to grow. And if you keep that at the forefront of what you tell them, how you deliver it, everything just becomes easy. Yep. Because it's not about my personal style and I want you to do it my way, but hey, will this make this person more efficient, effective, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Or will this enable my business forward, make my clients happy, make my customers happy? And if you just keep this at the forefront, everything is just simple. And the way also it will come out will be super simple. Well, you know, if people are not doing things my way, they obviously aren't doing it right. <laughs> the, 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 the classic um, debate um, on is my way the right way. I think that there are many ways and you need to be open as uh, somebody who's managing people to understand that as long as there's a different way, but it gets to the right destination, I, I think you'd let people at, le at least let them, you know, give it a shot and see how it goes. Yeah. And I, I think the fundamental is that's how you learn, right? Like pe people are so busy talking about like, oh, you know, follow this process, follow that process. And I always ask people the same thing, which is, you know, how did you get to where you are today? I am 100% certain that it was not by someone handing you a pile of processes and saying, follow these things to the letter, right? Mm -hmm. Because realistically, that is not how human beings learn in general, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, processes are important, right? They, they, have, uh -huh. a, they have their own place. But agree, I think that if somebody has a better way, I mean, and if there's no harm in trying, right? Like your customers or your clients are not getting impacted why not right that that's how we innovate that's how we get better yep all about learning mm -hmm. all about learning and yep and th this is the key thing right like for, for me the the value in a company is in its people and whatever you can do to increase the value and the skill set of your people the more value your company have the more your company's worth the more happier clients that will have and the better people. And, and uh, yeah, I think that's sort of the fundamental of particularly small businesses, right? Like it's really finding people and giving them responsibility. My experience is time after time after time is people, people surprise you positively if you give them the right level of ownership. I completely agree. I think I would just add to that, that I think it, again, it goes back to that hiring, right? You know, you hire the right people and you trust them, you give them ownership, you give them responsibility, you, sh you share the vision with them and then make them a partner in making it come true. They definitely. will give their all. Definitely, definitely. Right, any other great hints and tips, Tasneem? I would say, I mean, just as you said, last bit from me is put people first. When you put people first, they'll put your business first. It's just that yeah. simple. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, 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 I think it's unfortunately one of the most overlooked things, and and not not just from a management standpoint, but I think even from a personality standpoint, right? So many people are they're so self obsessed with their business because it is their life, and it is me, me, me a lot of the time, and just learning to take a little bit of distance and say, wait a minute, what's going to make the difference here, right? It's, it's just so important. So it's a tough step sometimes, but it, it can be done. It can be done. So let's talk about some of your biggest successes and failures. So if we start with the failures, what's the, what's the biggest management mistake you've ever made? Wow, biggest management mistake. Um, I would say that having expectations of people as I would have of myself. Yes, um, love it. That, was, that, that took me uh, a long time to sort of um, not just overcome, but also when I realized how wrong it was to forgive myself as well as a leader. Mm -hmm. And, but then I think it's that mistake has sort of propelled me forward and enabled me to be a leader in a way that I probably wouldn't have if I didn't go through that. So, and the great distinction is that everyone operates in their own way. Everyone has their own strengths. And your job as a leader is to identify those strengths and almost enable those people forward in a way that works for them but allows your business and your team to grow as well and it's it's hard it's time consuming but it's so rewarding as well and as soon as you say well this is how i work here's my expectation of myself and therefore everyone should meet those expectations it's a recipe for disaster complete disaster yes totally so how how do you how do you identify the strength of employees? If you hire someone and come into your business, they're working for you for a while. What how how do you identify what they're good at, or how do you identify their core strengths? Normally, well, three simple ways. A, you can make them do one of those strength finder tests, and you know go that route. I mean, it's they work wonderfully well. Um, second one is ask them right? People generally know what they're good at or what they're interested in. So if they're interested in, they'll generally try hard to be good at it as well. You can do that route. And the third one is observe them, right? Work closely with them. And given your number of years of experience, you will, you will pretty much pick up patterns, right? It's all about patterns. What do people do well? What are they interested, you know? Um, it, and it might be completely unrelated, but somebody who, who's really good at processes, for example, and your business needs proper processes, they might be just doing things in a way that work. And if you, as you know, this, uh, as an experienced leader, can identify that, pick up those patterns of behavior, right, and communicate that, and see how that goes, have a conversation with that person, and if it clicks, put them in place. Yep. I love it. That reminds me about a, a client I was working with and, and at an events company at one point. And they're like, oh, we have all these people. They each run their own event. And the biggest headache is they all need to collect their receipts and you know give us all their bills and so on by the end of every event and put them into a spreadsheet and you know basically do very simple accounting for the event, right? 
and they all hit it and they all forget it and it's never accurate. And, uh, and they're like, oh, we can't get them to do it. We don't know how to do it. I asked them a very simple question is, do you have anyone of your event team that I enjoy doing it? Do you have anyone that is always mm-hmm. correct? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we have this, we have this girl, German by chance, um, but uh, they have this girl that was amazing at, at doing it and she always got it right. And the one thing that changed everything for them was basically asking her to do it for everyone because she knew what she was doing. She was doing it well. And here's the thing, because the person who was managing her didn't like doing that kind of work, she assumed that no one liked doing that kind of work. But reality was this girl loved doing that kind of work because she was very detail-oriented. She loved nerding around. She loved getting the right results and making sure everything was accurate and so on. And that was a game changer. So they went, and, and it's like, if you look at sales, it's often very much the same, right? You, you often have people that, where there's certain things that are definitely not their strength or they don't enjoy doing. And there's often other people in the company who love doing what they don't like doing. And if you can match up those strengths and weaknesses, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, so. it's, I think very often what happens is that we hire people in a certain role and we expect them to do that role. But what if they come in and once they settle in, you know, you realize and they realize this isn't really where I see, you know, that I want to spend the next two, five, two years, five years, whatever that is doing, but they're great and you want to retain them. So how can you almost create this capacity, this role that, that, you know, it'll be a win-win and you can retain the great employee that you hired and find ways that can propel your business forward. And even if it's just passion projects, right, let them run with it. It'll ultimately benefit you. Yep. I, I, I always use a concept that's basically asking, is it the wrong person in the wrong job? Or is it the right person in the wrong job? Yeah. Because again, sometimes you great people are often great at selling themselves, but sometimes they sell themselves into a role they're not great at. And <laughs> the, the, being able to differentiate, because I've seen a lot of people trying to do this, but they do it the wrong way around. They find someone and they're afraid of hire, uh, firing them or they don't want to let them go or they're afraid of that. And therefore they create a different role to try and get something out of them. But you have to do it out of strength, not out of fear of letting go, right? So if you're not comfortable letting go with people, uh, that is not an excuse to retain people who shouldn't be in the company in the first place. Yeah, I, I agree. This reminds me of um, this client of mine who essentially um, there were redundancies coming through and uh, they'd been given certain targets of letting people go. And she basically came to the, to the coaching session saying, what do I do? I don't want to let anyone go. And it, even if I do, there is no mechanism adjustment given to me. I basically need to get rid of X amount of dollars and I have no idea how to do that. And ultimately it came down to how well do you know your team? What are the strengths? And what do you think that your, the area of business that you manage will need in the next two years? Let's, let's take it very short term. What will they need in the next two years to, to thrive and who can make that happen? Yep. 
And as soon as you do that exercise, one by one, going through people, their strengths, what do they bring to the table, and what is the business need, everything became super clear. Yeah, totally agree. And the, the one challenge is also when you're an entrepreneur, right? Like if you're in a bigger company and so on, you might also have more capacity to move people around. Sometimes when you're an entrepreneur and you're hiring the first couple of people, you know, you, you often need them to do a very specific job. And even if you have a great person with you, you might not have the financial capacity to actually create a role for them and, and keep them on board, right? So you might sometimes need to let great people go just because they aren't a great fit for the role. And you, you don't often want to put your company in a situation where you don't have the financial means to tr just to try and support a person if they don't fit in, right? But in general, I, I think it's great advice. And yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I think if you keep people in the wrong role for a, for a longer period, just because you know it's uncomfortable to to make that that difficult um, decision, I think you're doing a disservice to your business and that person as well. Yes. Because ultimately, if they're not doing well, they're not happy either, right? So it's, it's better to sort of do, do the easy work for them. Uh, yeah. Think about it that way and let them go and find a role that they can thrive and find the right person for your business who can support you. Yeah. Fantastic, Tasneem. That, uh, that was very good, very good talking with you. Just before we finish off here, any last sort of resources or anything that you'd recommend for people that you've learned a lot from or anything that that you feel can be useful to our listeners? Well, um, resources, I would uh, probably say, keep investing in yourself and your business. I mean, it's, uh, as we all know from small business owners, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a long journey and we need the right uh, sort of people uh, to support us. In terms of, um, I would say that uh, resources, um, if you do really want to understand who you are and what sort of, um, you know, what is your management style, so to speak, then um, I uh, would probably say if you can go to www.forwardliving.com forward slash blogs, I do write quite a bit around people management, leadership, and um, just uh, just uh, overall growth in the business, um, you'll probably find some some useful articles that you can have a look at. Fantastic. And lastly, if people are eager to get hold of you, what is the best way to do so? Two ways, I would say email me at info at ferventliving.com or find me on LinkedIn, uh, Tasneem Ali, and I'll come as founder of Fervent Living. Perfect. Thank you very much for joining me today. It was awesome having you on. Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to have a chat with you, Matt. Fantastic. And to the audience, thank you very much for staying with us all the way to the end. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.